Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to episode 98 of Tendy Talk, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the BLPA Podcast Networks. I'm your host, Joe, better known as Wash Up Goalie on social media. This week, I chat with Eric Vogel, a goalie known on the GGSU Facebook group for, let's say, his artistic skills, but also for his Vogel Hockey Bamboo Sweatbands. So, without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Eric. Hey, how's it going, man? Eric, how are you? Not yeah, bad. No problem. Hey, thanks for joining me on the podcast. It's uh, kind of funny that it's taken me so long to get you on because I, I think anybody that is somewhat active in the GGS no. oh, yes. group knows who you are. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll right. let the discussion kind of figure that one out. It, it, it could... It, it might be one of those where it depends <laughs> That's on who true, you talk very to. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, the first question before we get too deep and you know, to, to some of that fun stuff is how oh, did man. you get started? So with my dad taught me to skate. So we we lived in a uh, near like a cul-de-sac, right? And he taught me how to rollerblade mm-hmm. first when I was, I don't know, maybe around three or four years old. And then we actually live close to a, a lake and every winter it would obviously freeze over. And this is my new, this is in Pennsylvania and it would freeze over and he would mm-hmm. teach me how to skate on this lake. And ever since I was really hooked and yeah, that's, that's kind of how I started. So really since the age of three, yeah, so you're three, and there's no organized hockey oh, no. for three-year-olds, not even in Canada. Uh, what time did you, or what age, I should say, did you kind of get into organized hockey? I would hockey say I was around eight years old, 
Um, and, and that's when, okay. so it was only like in-house leagues, obviously at that age. And there was a, a couple new ranks that were being made where we lived. And yeah, so I would say around eight years old and it was always a goalie. I, no matter what, I always wanted to be goalie. I saw the goalie pads on TV and I was like, I want to be that guy. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Well, and that was the next question is, you know, like what brought you between the pipes, you know, and it, it seems like, you know, most of us, there was an old uh, cartoon I saw that goalies aren't born, they're hatched. And, and I think it's right because most goalies I've talked to, you oh, know, yeah. we just knew right away. We, we had never played the position. Yeah, 100%. Like, That's and, where and I knew my off. dad was always like, wait, 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 you, you want to be th- this guy? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that's who I want to be. He's like, oh, but the puck's. Hit him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's who I want to be. So he was flabbergasted, of course, because we have, you know, no goalies in the family. And my, I have an older brother who uh, plays defense. And <laughs> yeah, so the whole family really plays hockey. That's awesome. Yeah, because I mean, I, I've shared me growing up, my dad didn't play. You know, he, he might play pond hockey, right. you know, when, when they froze over in Chicago, but he never played organized hockey or anything like that. None of my cousins played. Um, so I was the first hockey player. Oh, in wow. <laughs> fact, I'm still the only hockey player in the okay. family, depending on how you look at it. Um, Cause my, my son doesn't even play. So when I started, my dad was like, okay. But uh, it was one of those that went, once I chose goalie, he was like, yeah, I kind of, I think he kind of felt I would wind up that way because when I played baseball, right. I was a catcher. Again, it was the equipment. I liked being a part of everything. And um, okay. I blame that on my dad because he was a catcher too. So it was like, well, dad, you know, you, you kind of, I'm not going to say you pushed me behind the plate, but the, hearing you talk about it, it you know, exactly. kind of pushed yeah, me and, behind and, the plate. But, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I <laughs> yeah. My, and my dad, he, <laughs> no, that, that I was just saying. Yeah, and my, and my dad, he still him. plays to this day. I think he is 67. So still plays. <laughs> that's awesome yeah well here in minnesota we had the one fellow mr Surtich up in duluth he played until the week he died and he was in his mid to late 90s and he played two three times a week he had a glorious yes. mustache or handlebar mustache um it, he was I, I i wouldn't say a state treasure. Oh, yeah. I, I would say he is a national treasure and just you know just out there love the game and you know but yeah no i i think Playing oh, as gosh, we get 100%. older helps keep us young. <laughs> you know, there are some of the games though where I wake up. It's usually not the next morning. It's two days oh, after gosh. the game. I'm yeah, like, Why I, I'm did I do that? The same way now. <laughs> Getting older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not fun. So you know, you start playing at a really young age. Um, you know. How, how did the game progress for you? Pennsylvania, I know they got a pretty pretty good high school uh, hockey. So it went scene. really, really well. How did that and go for you? To be completely honest, I, I really wanted to play juniors. And, and unfortunately, my dad mm-hmm. lost his job at the time. So we were never able to get me into that sort of program. And after, you know, juniors and, and kind of aging out, I started to play college hockey. Um, and that's really mm-hmm. where my, I mean, I always loved hockey, mind you, but that's where I really said to myself, yeah. I'm like, I really, really love hockey. Like I would love to somehow get a job, work in hockey or do something in the hockey industry one day. 
and that's kind of where it took off. Where so now I played you uh, with Westchester University. Um, so it's just ACHA, uh, nothing, nothing okay. special, you know, nothing crazy. Um, just, you know, fun college hockey, amazing memories, um, <laughs> great group of people and yep. just a fun time. Yeah, no. And, and I agree because when I played, um, college hockey, it's, it's not that I didn't love the game before, but it, it, it almost at that stage, you know, so, some would say it becomes a little more businesslike in that it, it is, everybody on the team is very focused They, you know, it's, it's not just some of the guys where it's like, yeah, I, I play high school hockey. It, it is what it is. But I think once you get to college, everybody's got a little more added investment oh. and some guys get burnt out from it. And then there's other guys like us who are like, yeah, <laughs> exactly, this is my cocaine exactly. right and, here. And Give me more. Mind you, so <laughs> I was taking a, a bunch of credits, you know, obviously playing hockey every weekend, you know, you're traveling. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I was working at a job which mm-hmm. involved hockey. So it was like hockey, hockey, hockey. It was just nonstop. <laughs> and I, I was never, ever free. I was always doing something within hockey or working. So, <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was me. My summer times I spent working our hockey camp in the summer and my uh, campus job was Zamboni driver. So it was kind of the same. So thing, I worked at what, um, what was your job? Yeah, back then it was called Total Hockey and now they, they got bought out uh, pure hockey. So they mm-hmm. just opened up a store local to where yeah. I was and I was the first employee because I, I I was looking for a, a nice part time job while, you know, going to, to school and I was like the first person that they hired. I, wa- I just walked in when they were, it was under construction near like all the construction workers. And I was like, Hey, does anyone, is there like a manager or anyone around here? And they're like, Oh, uh, speak to this guy. They just came from, I think it was Chicago. I'm like, Oh, okay. I walked over. I'm like, Hey, can I get a job? They're like, Oh, what, what position do you play? I'm like, I'm a goalie. They're like, Oh, you're <laughs> hired here. Take this sheet. <laughs> so, Yeah. That's awesome. And what, what a better place to work when you're in college? Because I, I got to imagine they were somewhat. Yeah, and honestly, they were really, really understanding. Then. So, you know, I, I would be able to like I forget exactly how the schedule worked, but you know, Wednesdays at four, I could come in for you know a couple hours, and I drive back to to go practice, and then you know the next day I'd wake up early to go to work, and then I'd have school and class. It was just like it was insane. It was I was always always on the run, always on the go. So I, I got to ask this question for all of us hockey players who are always going into the pro shops and just literally, right. you know, the old term window shopping. Uh, what is the one thing the average hockey player wouldn't think of hmm. when they walk into a hockey As far shop? as give me an example, like, like what do you mean? Uh, I, I would say, what do you wish the average hockey player would know when they came in, you know, looking around at equipment and everything else. What, what should we know? That, so I would say most people don't there. really know like sharpenings or like what a good sharpening is. Cause you know, you were, everyone would, would you know be able to sharpen mm-hmm. there. And a lot of people, they would come in and say, Oh, my, uh, my blade is, is messed up. And then you'd look at it on the, um, like the scale and it would be perfect. So, and, 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 you know, you'd be like, Oh, well, Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, you sharpen it up and 
you know, you show them, you know, is this good? Uh, a little more to the left or a little to the right, but like the wheel would always be pretty much aligned. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I think most, most people and, and skaters, especially <laughs> skaters, uh, just didn't really understand sharpening. It was, uh, it was always kind of a, a funny little joke inside joke for all the employees there. <laughs> Yeah, and then no, it's it's interesting you say that because when I was in high school, I worked at again, always working in hockey. Is um, my high school right. job was skate guard, and we had this tiny little pro shop at, at the rink. And the guy, I never saw anybody actually buy mm. stuff in his pro shop. They always just brought their skates to him to get sharpened. And the only thing that I did see bought were figure skates because the guy he he worked with Rydell and developing. Okay. Um, skate blades to where Olymp- Olympians would send their skates to him to be sharpened. Like he was that, he was a skate sharpening guru. And I would literally just walk in with my skates, drop them off at the start of my shift. 45 minutes later, he was done with them. And I could, the only guy that could ever sharpen my skates, oh, I could yeah. just walk oh, right yeah. on the ice and they were perfect. And the problem is I never asked him what he was doing to him. I didn't ask, you know, uh, what kind of radius, anything like yeah. that. It was just, here you go. And I would go out there and then I got to college. I'm like, uh, these are a little bit sharper than I'm used to. And they're like, well, how do you like them? It's like, Exactly. Exactly. People always come up and be like, oh, I just got a skate sharpening. I'm like, Oh, what do you want a half inch or three eighths? Or, and they're just like, what? I'm like, Oh, uh, I mean like, could you explain it to me? And we, we had a, a chart, you know, we'd be like, okay, well, you know, half inches, this three eighths is this and five eighths. And they'd always be like, mm-hmm. look at you kind of perplexed. and like, what, what the heck is this guy talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, when I, when I would take them to a little shop, at, you know, in high school, right. just go, do you want them sharp or dull? And I'd be like, well, I, I don't have any, um, practice or anything for right. a while. So I want them sharp. Cause I'm just working, uh, uh, open skate. Okay, cool. And then if I was like, yeah, I got a game tomorrow. I want him to go. Um, and he's like, okay. So I was like, I never knew. And then I got to college and they're asking me, and then I just said, you know what? I got them where I like them. I'm just going to go until they're terrible. And that was kind of the, the, um, habit I got. And now I get them maybe once oh, man. a year if I'm lucky. Um, but the place I take them to now, Strauss, Strauss skates in, uh, here in the twin cities, like, I think they're one of the oldest, if not the oldest continuously oh, no operating way. pro shops in North America. And they have, they have this really cool check-in system. They usually have like three guys sharpening at a time. because they're always busy and they have a nice little computer check-in where, you know, it's like, all right, what radius do you want? And if you don't know, you click on the little <laughs> question mark and they have diagrams and it's like, boom, boom, boom. But once you've been there a couple of times, they have all of your old sharpenings, you know, in there and you can just say, yep, just like every other time, go, go that route. It, it's kind of nice. And, uh, that's half the reason I, I've started going there is I don't have to think about it. I can just go, yep. Just like last time. It's like when I go to sport clips for my haircut, they go, okay, exactly. It's the same, and the same thing, like again. total hockey, you know, they, at, at first they didn't really have that system, but then they started implementing it over uh, like a year or two, you know? So you say, Oh, Bob, Smith, right? You know, be like, okay, look you up. Oh, you had a five eighths last time. Okay, yeah, same thing. Sure. So it was just easy peasy, and we always had two guys working on the wheels, just always sharpening. It was just always busy, always. Yeah, there's something zen like with sharpening skates too. 
because you really can't be thinking about anything else because you got to be paying attention to what you're doing. But even if you're not the one sharpening, I could just sit there all day listening to the skate being oh, yeah. sharpened. I, yeah, something I love about it. That I mean, sound. and actually, sharpening skates is kind of therapeutic, at least for me. Like it, it was just, you would kind of, zo- yeah. it's almost like hockey to a sense. Like you kind of zone out, only focus on sharpening whoever skates it is, whether it's yours, your buddies, a customer, whatever, just keep sharpening it and just completely focus on it and then hand it back to them and be like, Oh wait, okay. I get to do it again. Right. The other skate. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wish I could have turned off the vacuum because that drone of the vacuum, in my opinion, took True. away from the sound of sharpening skates. But at the same time, I knew you had to have it. It's like when I'm doing woodworking out in the garage, if you don't have that vacuum going, you're SOL and you got a bigger mess on your hand, but it's like, God, some sound engineer could just isolate that sound of escape being sharpened oh, yeah. and put it into like a white noise machine. Oh, so many hockey players would pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how many goalies would listen to exactly. that? Exactly. No music to sharpen anything else. Just, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Million dollar I, I think idea. we might be on You heard it there. here. That might be the next. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, you know, you're playing hockey in college working going to school and then you get done and you know somewhere along the road you have this idea to start making sweatpants so i'm gonna backtrack you a little bit so after college i said i'm like i'm like what do Mm -hmm. i want to do i still wanted to do something in hockey right and i actually got drafted by it's a it's a to be honest, it's a bad league, but it's a semi-professional league. It's called the FHL. At least it was called that back then. And I got drafted mm-hmm. to some team in Pittsburgh and they basically moved people out. I lived there for maybe like two weeks, three weeks. And they're like, Oh, you're going to be the, our starting goalie. You're going to, they, they gave all these promises. And then at the end of these three weeks, they said, yeah. Oh, by the way, we have no money and we're going to fold. So <laughs> I, I basically went back home and I was just defeated at that point. And I didn't really know what to do. I was still, you know, working. I'm like, what, you know, where do I go from here? And I got a, a call that, um, somebody, they just opened up, it's called the PPL center where the, uh, the, the phantoms play, which is the uh, AHL. Mm-hmm. And they said, Hey, yeah. do you want to come skate? It's just employees and you know, nothing crazy. Do you want to come skate with employees? It's at like five in the morning and it was an hour plus for me to drive there. And I'm like, nah, I, I don't want to do it. And then they tried again and they tried again. Right. And finally I <laughs> broke down for some reason. I said, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. So I drove out there and I skated with the employees but they had a couple of the guys from the Phantoms and then the assistant coach from the Phantoms that day. And they said, Hey, you know, you're, you're decent. Do you want to, do you want to skate with us at our practice? And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Of course. So, yeah. and I, I did that. And I would say I did that for a good year and I'm not going to say I, I was at every single practice, but I skated with a lot of the, the IR guys, you know, injured, um, and just random things that they would invite me to. And it was, luckily it worked out perfectly with my job. I was able to, you know, get the leeway to do it. Um, but yeah, that was, it was really, really awesome. And that's what kind of, you know, 
got me in touch with a lot of these, um, you know, professionals and, and whatnot. So it was a really, really amazing experience. Um, and, and then, uh, that definitely yeah. helped lead it where, cause I got to be an e-bug with a bunch of ECHL teams too. Um, it was just, I mean, mm-hmm. it was just an amazing experience. It really was. I mean, <laughs> cause to be honest, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a professional by any means, zero chance, but to be a part of a professional organization for a day to, you know, warm up with the professional organization and things like that to be an e-bug. It was just amazing. Well, and it, it, it is fun. I've only had the chance to skate with pros in the summertime when I was in college one, one summer. And it, it was kind of the same thing. I was skating at rat hockey and a few of the guys were out there uh, Bill, Billy Zito, okay. the Florida GM, he was a player agent at the time. And some of his guys, and Billy would skate with us, you know, year round. He, he was a fun guy to skate with, fun personality. And some of his guys started showing up, and they were coming out. They were skating with us, but them skating with us wasn't doing them any good. I mean, we had Father Murray, who oh, was wow. a seventy-two-year-old retired Navy chaplain. We had another guy who had in, in a construction accident cut off three of his fingers so you know it's not like he was getting any good shots or passes off um and i can pick on him because i uh you know we had uh his anchor who you know he had to wear his cage mm-hmm. because the face was insured um and, and again i i actually interned for him that summer so i can pick on him too so the, these guys weren't getting any any benefit out of skating with right. us so that they get the ice time before us and it was like the second week of it i'm getting off the ice and one of the guys is like hey we need a goalie tomorrow if you want to come skate with us He's like, <laughs> let me think about exactly. it yes i'll be there uh <laughs> you know it but then it was the rest of the summer i was just skating with them and you know i, I think what was really cool with skating it you know we as the goalie you know we we know and we feel like we do, we don't belong in that locker room uh, that we're, you know, exactly. the old Wayne's world, we're not worthy. But once you're in there, like the guys don't care. They're like, Hey, we got yeah. a goalie today. It's you amazing. <laughs> yeah. You're one of them. Um, Cause I, I was just this poor college kid, you know, working an unpaid internship and these guys, I, I knew they were making millions cause they were signing their contracts and it was showing up in the newspaper every day. But once you got in the locker room, you wouldn't know, know it by looking at it. Exactly. Us, we all and and honestly, same. to be completely honest, <laughs> the funniest part is when I got the text. So I originally got the text to, they said, you know, do you want to be an e-bug for the Adirondack Thunder? Um, and I, first off, I'm just like, okay, like who is this? You know, cause I, you would go, you know, every goalie would get text or calls all the time and say, you know, could you sub? Could you sub? And I'm like, okay, who is oh, this? Yeah. Um, and I looked them up and I'm like, Pfft. There's no way. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, what time tomorrow? You know, be, be there at practice at 10. And if you're, you know, good, we'll sign you for that night. Or I forget exactly, you know, how it was worded. And uh, I'm like, okay. And I, I swear mm-hmm. the entire time I'm like, I'm waiting for this person to be like, oh, by the way, Vogel, I'm just, I'm just pranking you. Right. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I genuinely <laughs> thought it was yeah. a prank up until the moment that I, I got to the stadium and like the security guards like, oh, you're Eric Vogel. Right. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> So it was, uh, yeah, it was amazing experience. And luckily I got to do it a lot of times. So it was, it was always fun. Yeah. I'm kicking myself because, um, the, the Butte league is, you know, the big 
um, off-season league here in Minnesota, and they have a morning skate. And problem is it's right. on the other side of town for me. So it's a good hour one way to get there. And twice this summer, I, I got the text, hey, I can't make it. Can you, you make the morning skate? And I'm like, son of a gun. Yes. This darn job of mine that puts food on the table is getting in the way. And my, I ran it by my boss the one time, and he's like, hey, you know, yeah, do what you need to. I, I know you'll, you'll get the work done later in the day. Um, but it, it was right in the mm-hmm. middle of my big quarterly metric stuff where, like, I was like, ah, timing just wasn't good. Otherwise, I would have. But I'm sure this coming off season. That, there you go. That, that you got to do it. You got to do it. And the, so, the worst for me was so yeah. I actually I tore my groin uh, December 31st, 2019, and yeah, it was a very brutal Oof. three months to get back to a decent baseline. But within that three months, guess who contacted me? The Adirondack Thunder said, Hey, can you, we really need a goalie tonight. Can you please, you know, we, we need a backup basically. And of course I was still two months into tearing, you know, r- ripping my groin. I'm like, I can't, I couldn't risk it I, as much as I wanted to. Yeah. So yeah, that was my last uh, heartache with it. And I was like, Oh boy. So yeah, I, when, when I was in college, I, I was a four-year JV. Right. I like to joke, you know, and never cracked the varsity lineup or anything like that, except for, you know, red-white game senior year. And uh, it was my, was it my, yeah, it was my sophomore year. I'd been playing pretty well, uh, you know, practicing good, and varsity right. was just kind of crap in the bed. And coaches were like, you know, we're, we're going to call Joe up. We're, we're going to give him a shot. I might not start a game, but bring him in practice we're going to give him you know a week or two look you know and all that i'm like great wisdom teeth got infected to the point where i couldn't oh man i had to get on medication and had to have them pulled and they're like you can't even walk yet alone skate because you're so medicated uh you know what the coach told me after the season he's like we were just about to you know you up to varsity yeah like those little breaks you know you never you never know when they're going to come and you know, yeah. be the only one yeah. you get. It, you just never, yeah. And you, it's you actually, it, it's, but uh, yeah. Go ahead. So you're, oh, no, I, that, I was just going to say, what, like, what just like, say? speaking of small little breaks, like, so when I think it was the Brampton Beast when they came to Reading, that's where, you know, they would always have me e bug. I think, I'm not sure if it was them, it might have been another team, but. Don't quote me on it. But anyways, Craig Anderson got hit in the face with a tennis ball and he, he hurt his face and, you know, did the whole goalie, you know, jumble. And then it led to where they called me. So sometimes fate, it always, it finds a way, right? Like it just, it was so, and you read about yeah. it on the news. I'm like, wait, Craig Anderson got hit in the face with the tennis ball. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, oh, wait, right. They needed me because of this. I'm like, it's, so it's just, it's really weird. <laughs> it's just, and, and really sort of a blessing, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. The, the guy on the big club, he, he gets hurt. Yeah. But it, it is funny because that guy on the big club gets hurt. So now they got to pull somebody from the AHL and because the AHL is short. Now the ECHL it's, it is that. And then uh, they have to go find some bum reaction. and then here I am. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> 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 exactly. 
so throughout all of this, somewhere along the way, you decide, you know what, I want to start sewing. I want to start playing with fabric. And you start making sweatbands. Like, so how, I worked, how did that so all start? Through this whole time, I basically worked in the hockey industry. I was working, uh, you know, part-time at Total Hockey, which was now Pure Hockey. And then I worked at the, <laughs> the one company, which was awful, Monster Hockey. Um, but I was working throughout my, really my whole life within hockey. So a lot of the people and, and I guess contacts that I made, I started, you know, coming up with more and more ideas and saying, huh, you know, this might work. And to be honest, I don't know how I thought of a bamboo sweatband. I really don't, but I, I had it a seamstress, my seamstress, you know, now she made an example. I'm like, you know, this is, you know, do this, do this. And she said, okay, I used it at an open hockey. Of course, you have no defense, so you're going to sweat a lot. And I, after I got off the ice, I, I almost had tears in my eyes because I'm like, this is going to be huge. You know, it, it works amazing. It works absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. So that's how it kind of all really started. Just a luck, really. So, so you get off the ice you know, you're feeling pretty good about it. It's one thing to come up with an idea, improve it. It's another thing to bring it to market and exactly have it take off. How, how, did, so, that, how did that come about? For, for so well, I guess I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. So I always, obviously skating really almost every single day, there was no good sweatband on the market. And I tried really everything. And, you know, they had, um, you know, the, 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 the Terry cloth, which was just basically nothing. And then I tried and, and nothing to, uh, nothing against mm-hmm. the, the ShamWow people, but you know, I, I tried it and I just, it never worked and lasted long for me. Um, so I, I wanted to come up right. with something new, but to get it to actually out to market, it was a, a big hurdle and a big step because, you know, First off, I didn't really know what to do. I was just kind of playing around with the idea and I did so many tests. I did like, you know, you know, water tests. I did, you know, this test. I watched it, uh, you know, 5,000 times. I, just so many things before I knew 100% that this thing was going to be great. And completely honest, I put it mm-hmm. right on GGSU. I said, and I, I made an Etsy account. And I, and I put it on Etsy and I said, Hey, if anyone is interested, these are bamboo sweatbands. And I didn't really have too much interest at first. Uh, I had a couple sales here and there. Um, but what really took off was after they, they bought it and they used it. And then they said, wait, wow, this is actually really, really good. Um, and that's what really, since that day, it has taken off from zero to a thousand in a very small period of time. Yes, and I have to admit, I because I'm a cheap SOB, I have not bought one yet, but I keep meaning to. So eventually you'll get an order there from me. Go. I just need to stop being cheap. Um, but problem is my mask comes with came with two of the bands, and I just swap them out each time I go on the ice. But it's like, I don't know, it's, it's getting old, and it, it starts to get uh, exactly. kind of dried out, so it starts scratching the forehead a okay. little bit. So I'm like, I'm, I'm due for a new one. So I know when I find... When I finally break down, go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get one. I promise it's going to be from you. But um, if anybody follows the GGSU uh, Facebook group, they know that um, they can request <laughs> yes. to accompany 
<laughs> they're, they're bamboo orders. So, How I, the heck oh did man. that start? <laughs> so I would always get, so, okay. So it actually started. So when I worked out monster hockey, right. People would always say, Oh, can mm. Vogel draw googly eyes or can Vogel say something mean to me? Or, and I'm, you know, it's most of the time it's people that I have no idea. And like, I don't know how far to push it. I'm like, well, what do I say to this guy? You know, like, I don't know. Or what do I draw? <laughs> so, um, one of my friends on GGSU bought it and everyone knows Steven Schaefer. I, he's one of my best friends. I love the guy. Yep. He's great. Um, <laughs> and one of my friends bought it and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to draw Schaefer, but just naked, like a naked Schaefer. And for whatever reason, they, they, when they got it, they laughed so hard. They posted on, on GGSU and everyone then started buying it and wanted a picture of naked Schaefer. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, please. I'm going to get carpal tunnel people. So, but, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> amazing. And some of the requests, and I still get it obviously to this day are so bizarre and so funny that I, I usually, I show my fiance, I'm always like, Oh, come look at this one. She'll read it. And she's like, what the heck? I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to draw this, but I'm just going to give it a go. <laughs> I mean, someone would probably look right. at and go, this person is disturbed. Exactly. Maybe I'll exactly. Just give them a refund. There, there's some really, really <laughs> funny ones. Like, Oh, I can't even begin to tell you. It's just crazy. And you know, goalies have, probably the best sense of humor in the world. So just seeing all these hilarious things of, of, and I can't draw, I'm terrible at it. So they, of me trying to draw something, I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's going to look like a two-year-old did it. Well, that, I think that's what makes it better because the fact that you're not a um, classically trained artist, we will say um, it, it's almost like it, it's, Right. It's, it's, own, it's a um, funny juvenile type. Yeah. I know <laughs> what you mean. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's your own genre, you know, but, but it, it goes back to the monster days where people, like you said, that you didn't even know, like, why did they start asking? I, so, so it always in GGSU, and things. I guess sort of in life, like I'm always teasing people, but not obviously not into a mean, you know, way or matter, just goal. Right. Yeah. Just kind of teasing, no, and, you know, Schaefer, that's actually how Schaefer and I became really good friends is I made a, a funny post in GGSU in like 2000. Oh my gosh, like 2012 or something a, a long time ago. And he found it hilarious. And then we started talking and becoming friends because we have the same sort of you know, funny type humor. And, and we would always make fun of each other and people see, mm-hmm. you know, two guys, you know, saying terrible things to each other. And, and they are like, they kind of want to get in on that. Right. So they, uh, they, yep. yeah, that's how it kind of all started just from Schaefer and I just being mean to each other online. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not, Well, if anything, it's probably, uh, helped sales, uh, because people, people want the art and, you know, it, it's, uh, I work in marketing, so that, that that's the kind yes, of marketing you can't incredible. come up with. I, I spent zero dollars um, in my entire, um, you know, Vogel hockey, you know, career, if you want to call it that and on marketing. And it's been absolutely incredible with the outpouring of drawings of naked Schaefer's. <laughs> so <laughs> that's right there, there, there's things that can that's be right. said off of that comment right. but uh, i'll keep them to myself um so you know naked right. schaefer has made you quite a bit of money 
Um, and through that, you know, th- and through word of mouth and, you know, people sharing the stuff on GGSU, you now have pro goalies wearing your sweatband. Like it, it is the sweatband to have for goalies. Like how, that first pro order, you know, how did that happen? Oh, it, and were you yeah, like, it was, it was incredible. So going on? <laughs> it was, um, I don't, I guess I won't name names, but he, he still is in GGSU and he saw my, one of the posts and he messaged me. Mm-hmm. He said, Hey, I want to buy some, where do I buy it? And I'm like, Oh wow. Uh, Hey, uh, thanks for contacting me. And I, uh, I directed him to this site. I'm like, here, you know, if you want that, you know, please let me know. And he said, okay. So he bought some and mm-hmm. he, I, you know, priority mail shipping. So two days he got in two days and then he used it on the third day. He messaged me back and said, these things are the best sweatband I've ever used. He's like, I'm never going to buy another sweatband. The next day I get an order from the, uh, the organization that the, the NHL, you know, team that he was with at the time. And yeah, it's been mm-hmm. really growing ever since. And it's not only the NHL, it's the AHL, the ECHL. Think of every pro level league in Europe. I know a lot of people use it. Uh, some mm-hmm. goalies in the Olympics used it. Uh, I mean, it's been, uh, I mean, I, <laughs> Going back two years, if you said, hey, Eric, you know, an NHL goalie is going to use your product, I would have been like, what? You know, it it happened really so fast and (laughs) and really growing to a point where I'm like, oh, my gosh. And even just now, um, just before, you know, this interview uh, podcast, I I went to the the post office uh, twice today. It's just like it's incredible. So it's it's a full time job. It's a full time job. Well, and it's one of those things where, you know, you get that first guy that likes it. He goes to his equipment guy and he's like, Hey, I need more of these. And then the other goalies on the team like it, they start talking. Now the equipment guy is talking to visiting. It's one of those things. Once those NHL equipment managers oh, yeah. like something, yeah. they start talking. <laughs> they uh, definitely it's, do. It's, and, it's you know, I get, and remember, it's just really me doing it. I have a, a you know team of seamstresses, which is you know all located in Pennsylvania, all made in America, mm-hmm. and they do it. And I'm one man. I pack every single order. I email every single person. I you know I I'm a one man show. I do it all. And some days I'm like maybe I should get some help, but other days I'm like you know what I I love this and <laughs> no one's gonna do what I do and because it's it's really my baby, right? So I, I put 110% right. effort yep. into it and, and, you know, every single waking moment of my day is dedicated to, you know, packing my product, you know, selling it and, and, and helping, you know, people with that. So, and we've also, we've donated to, um, multiple times. I would say I, this is, I think our third or third or fourth year. I think it's a third year, uh, of donated to, uh, October saves, which is um, a really huge organization, yep. you know, for your ca- cancer research, which I, you know, I love yeah. doing. We have, you know, promotions every, I don't want to say every month, but a lot of, um, you know, a lot of months. So like this month is um, hockey fights cancer. So we have purple sweatbands dedicated for November. Uh, you know, we just have so many, so many different, um, you know, things and, and donations that we like helping with it, it. And it feels, you know, I like, yeah. And yeah, I know it's cliche and, and whatever, but I always liked helping someone in my life. It just, if I am able to, I will try and help an organization or a person. 
Um, yeah, my wife and I were talking about that today at lunch where it's like, you know, if there's many different ways we can give back. Sometimes it's, it's with our time. Sometimes it's with our money. In right. your case, it's with, you know, your product. There, there's different ways. And, you know, I, I think that's what sets good people apart from, you know, okay people. It's the good people. They, they find the ways exactly. wherever they can. And, and, and so, know, like, another example is do it. I think it was two years ago, a, a, a person in GGSU, he had um, – some sort of, I don't know if it was brain cancer, but, but something, um, some sort of cancer and he needed a new helmet and he needed, you know, really the, a lot of new gear and all my, so how I have it set is so every uh, pink sweatband or purple sweatband or blue or whatever sweatband, um, $2 of that. So for example, it's $20 for a single pack. $2 of that is going to go to an organization or a person or whatever to, to help them. And someone in GGSU, like I said, he had some mm-hmm. sort of cancer. And a lot of the um, money for the, uh, what was it, the Hockey Fights Cancer, the uh, the, the purple sweatbands, I, I just sent it all to him. And, and it, he was so appreciative. And there was a big, you know, outpouring of other people wanting to donate, you know, to help this, this person. And it just... So it all yeah. stems, you know, yeah. one good deed usually leads to a thousand more. So it's, it's just really wonderful to see. And I know GGSU sometimes gets a bad rap. They say, oh, you know, so these guys are clowns or, you know, they chirp each other so much. But if someone is actually in need in that group, there yeah. is so many people that will go to bat and, and really help you. Yeah. And I, that's one of the reasons I, I like following that group is right. Exactly. You know, (laughs) they go back and forth, but you know, to your point, when somebody is in need or has questions, you know, there's always honest answers. You know, somebody's got a question about gear or uh, technique, people are going to be honest or they're going to try and help them out. And like in that case, if there's, you know, a medical need or something, the the community, and and I think sometimes that term gets overused, but the GGSU and the goalies, it really is a community and they they band together. A hundred percent. And it's just, it's really nice to see. And, and I mean, even going back to, I could think of like so many different examples every single year where, you know, they've banded together and helped somebody, uh, you know, it just, it's really nice to see. And yes, like mm-hmm. you said, we are definitely a lot of clowns and, and a lot of idiots and whatnot. But at the end of the day, there's a, a lot of good people and they really do a lot for the community. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of funny. You can always tell when somebody joins the group and oh. doesn't quite understand oh or doesn't have a personality because they get offended right away. And they're like, all right, that's it. I'm yeah. And it's like, well... You you didn't right right and there there's the trust point. me there's over the years right. I mean because I've been there for a long long time and yeah yeah you, we've really seen it all from people you know getting really offended to to scams to like, we've seen it all and, and it's there's been some yeah. downs and lows but there's I would say majority of it has been highs and it's you know think of a, a group where. There's a lot of pro goalies or, you know, any professional player on Facebook. Right. And they yep. look at it. And I mean, that's yep. how I got my sweatbands into the NHL, right. Because of GGSU. So. 
Well, I can't say for certain because I'm, I'm not the pro goalies in the group, but it seems like people kind of respect the fact that like, Hey, they're in this closed group. Let's not uh, harass these guys and try and become exactly. their best friend on Facebook and everything, because there's a couple of them. And, you know, even with this podcast, you know, it's been tempting for me to reach out and be like, Hey guys, you want to be on, but it's like, no, that they're, it's almost like it's their safe true, space. True. And yeah. And, and that's fair. That. And I think uh, before, um, you know, there was a lot of people that would tag the pro goalies and, and kind of annoy them. But a lot of people, and one, mm-hmm. they've been, you know, either blocked or banned or, or, you know, they, a lot of people would step over their boundaries. Um, but, but for the most part, I mean, the pros they're, they're there. Right. People know that they're, they're there and we kind of live in a sort of like harmony. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly, and it's it's always amusing when um, oh, the gosh. topic of Trav comes up oh, and, and the comments that come out of there. Um, <laughs> <Don't even> be... <laughs> yeah, yes. we won't open that can of worms, but it's it's always amusing. Um, I, I guess what I can say about him is, is what uh, I was talking to Sam from the Puck Stops here last week. Is I think when Trav started his channel, yes. it was actually really good. Uh, you know, he was. He was charting his journey, but that, mm. then he got an ego and thought yes. and thought he was better than he was. Um, whereas I think most of us goalies, we all know our true talents. I mean, I, I right. go by washed up goalie because that's how I see myself. And some people are like, you're better than you give your credit, credit <laughs> exactly. for. I'm like, what am I? Am I really? <laughs> Just because I'm better right, than exactly. you doesn't and mean like, I'm I know good. I suck. Am, am I a pro? There's no, there's zero chance I'm a pro. But did I get lucky? Yeah. Yes. Am I blessed? A hundred percent. So there, there, there's that. But yeah, as far as him, yeah. like, do I have anything against the guy? Like, I, I'm not going to be friends with him. But I, I just his his ego is too much for for me. I don't want that. And to be completely honest, there's a lot of negative things that surround him and I want zero part of those. So I'm nope. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. Hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at even bigger payouts. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, but but like I said, when when he started his channel, I thought it was actually really good. Um, and it, it, I, I was kind of bummed to see him. Right. Straight right. And I agree with you because, because initially um, it was more so but, about pro goalies and, and, you know, videos and whatnot, but, but then it started being more an egocentric type videos about him and nothing against yep. him, but I don't want to see that. I want to see the professional goalies. I like, you know, so but basically uh, the first videos were the better ones. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and, and you know what, what the other thing, the other nice thing we can say about him is he's got some pretty good cinematography skills. Oh, I do like some of the stuff he does from a yeah. cinematography, but it's like, oh, geez. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's 2022. Oh, a lot yes. of people with egos get famous these days. And, I mean, he's found a way to make yeah. a living I mean, good, more, more, Yeah, more YouTube. power to him. So, I mean, you know, that's, him. That's, that's good for him, right? I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. right. We, we digress. <laughs> so that, that's not why we came here to talk. You know, we, we came to talk goaltending and sweatbands that's right. and that's right. naked yeah. shapers. Stay to the topic <laughs> of naked shaper. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we've been talking a while and I, I want to be mindful of time. Um, I sure. end every episode with a list of 10 questions. They're the same 10 questions sure. I've asked every single guest. And I, I think this is what episode like 97 or something now. So, you know, from Stanley cup winners to Bantam goalies. And the first one is what's the craziest coaching moment from your playing days where, excuse oh me, coach. Chief um, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> You're okay. from Pennsylvania. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, my, personally for my own Westchester <laughs> university coach, he, uh, he was, we lost, uh, I think it was eight to eight to two or eight to three. And I don't think I've ever been so, <laughs> I don't want to say abused, but verbally attacked in my entire life. Um, so yeah, he, uh, he was not happy and not just me, the entire team. He was, uh, very, and he was like a really like even keeled like guy. Like he was really like mellow, but I've never seen this guy that mad so yeah after uh an eight to two or eight to three loss um yeah it was it was a rough one for everyone those those are always fun when, when the uh, level-headed coach just kinda, it was shocking he's had yeah enough. it was and shocking i mean when someone's like really know. like usually pretty quiet and and like easy like temperament and then all of a sudden it switches you're like okay yeah that's i'm out <laughs> good job i'll never I'll never forget. I, it was my junior year because that was a weird year for me because I was an RA in an all guys freshman dorm and several of my teammates lived in that dorm. So it was like, I'm your RA, but I'm also your teammate. So we, we had an understanding. It was kind of like on mm. uh, uh, mystery Alaska when we're in the locker exactly. room, I am no longer your RA because they were like, oh, what can we be saying? What can't we be saying? It was like, exactly. Don't worry exactly. About it when we're in the locker room, you know, but one of the kids, uh, they had gone to nice. one of the surf clubs the night before, and this kid oh. went home <laughs> with a cougar. Um, yeah, and so he was skating with the varsity team that day for some reason, and some of his buddies snuck into the varsity <laughs> locker room while they were on the ice and because we always skated right after them. So they're on the ice and they put up all these <laughs> pictures around, around the uh, um, locker room with this kid's face oh on it gosh. and, you know, some headlines. And apparently practice didn't go well. And our varsity coach, he was a very, like your coach, very quiet guy. He got his doctorate from Harvard in psychology. So when right. Coach O talked, you listened. Well, he comes storming into the locker room. He's just fired up with the way this practice went. He starts laying into these guys, and they're all, like, looking around at these pictures <laughs> taped to the wall, like, this is not going to go well for us. And, like, 
we hear it in our JV locker rooms. We're getting ready to go on the ice from like the guys that put the signs up. They're just like looking <laughs> at each other like, oh, crap. We are like, they didn't know if they should start cleaning out their lockers at that point or what happened. But somehow Coach O didn't say anything about oh the signs. I don't even know if he noticed because he was that mad, but he storms out of the locker room, and apparently the other guys like just turn around, and start oh my god, wall so he doesn't come back <laughs> see it. But it's it incredible! Like, oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, it's like that's what. Yeah, they're like, oh, and then then this kid comes into the JV locker room. He knew exactly who put him up. He's like, "Why did you do that? Like, I'm trying to stay with the varsity team. Like, I'm," and they're like. We didn't know practice was going to go bad because, like, the coach never came exactly. into the locker room after <laughs> oh practice. And they're like, we thought it would, you know, a couple days later when everything blew over and we knew the coach, you know, wasn't upset about that part. We thought it was hilarious. And, of course, the assistant coaches that wound up walking in the room uh, while Coach O was going off saw it and <laughs> they thought it not was the pretty moment. funny. Exactly. Right, right. Not right. the moment, but a couple days later. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, they're like, right, that's, that's funny, right. and that's something you're going to remember. Uh, <laughs> so what is your favorite all-time goal? Oh, man. Um, oh, there's so many. I don't know what a good all-time favorite is. I mean, I could say that I really like – oh, man. This is tough. There's so many good ones. This is really tough. Oh, there are. I mean, just to, I guess to, to put it, oh, no, I can't say that one. Cause it, yeah. Like for example, I was going to say, I love Carter Hart's mask a couple years ago, which was done by, um, Franny Drummond. And he's a local, um, person in Philadelphia. Like mm-hmm. I, I love, I don't like over bearing type looking painted masks. Right. Um, it just, it's just too much. I, I like more simple and kind of like straight to the point. Yeah. I will get yeah, like, like all, all of those are just so good. Sarah. It's just so good. I mean, I, I can't, I don't yeah. know, like a, a good specific one that I could say, I, this is my favorite. I mean, they're just, I, I, I love every unique looking, looking like helmet. It just, I don't know. I, I, I think, like I know, like Franny Drummond, he does really, really, uh, well, really incredible, amazing work. Um, but I, if I had to guess and say it wasn't even an NHL goalies, it was a what was it? It was a stained glass window effect that he had uh, for a goalie helmet, and it, it went like viral. Uh, this is maybe like five or six years ago. Yes, and it was inc- it was. I remember that one honestly, like. It was incredible. It, looking at it, I'm like, wait, is this like made out of glass? Like this is uh, amazing. So uh, if I had to maybe put like top tier, I, I'm guessing it's going to be that. I, I do love the uh, the Carter Hart's helmet. Um, maybe f- like three years ago, that was like one of my favorites. Uh, the, oh, another really good one that I loved was when he played with the Flyers, Anthony Stolarz. He had a, a gritty helmet, which, I mean, who doesn't love gritty? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have to go with gritty here. Yes. Um, but, yeah, there, there's just so many old, like, from the 80s, 90s, like, all those are amazing. Like, th- those are all just incredible. But the, the, the newer ones that have been coming out are just, I love them. I just love them. Yeah, to me, each and every one is a work of art. And I've said on the podcast before when I was in high school, I was taking an art class. And every opportunity I got, I 
based my project right. off of a different goalie mask. Um, and early on, my, my art teacher is like enough of that already. Like you can't do everything <laughs> based off of hockey. And I said, well, goalie masks yeah. to me are works of art. And so we, we had a discussion about it and she's like, okay, I just want oh. it to be a different one every right. time. Then. It can't be the same mask. And I was like, okay, challenge accepted. And so that we, we had an understanding. And from then on, everything was a goalie mask. And like one of the things we had to do was a, uh, we had to create, create a maze within a drawing. Oh, so nice. I took Jeff Hackett's Blackhawks mask. And I did the you know maze through that. Another time we had to do like a mosaic, and I think I did John Van Eastbrook's right. Panther mask for that. Um, you know, so it's like different ones every time. And she's like, "Okay," you know. And it, it got to the point where she looked forward to see what was next. Um, so the next question: What's your favorite? I rink would that say, man, I would say probably the PPL Center or maybe the Wells Fargo Center. Those are just, I mean, obviously they're professional stadiums. The only thing, so I, Mm -hmm. God, I skate on so many rinks, but yeah, I I would have to say PPL center overall. The, the Wells Fargo center, uh, is just, it's so hot. It's just so hot. All these professional stadiums are just incredibly like they're saunas really, but the, the ice was always perfect. And it was just, I just, every single memory Mm -hmm. is just good there. Right. So it's like a feel good moment. Yeah, and, you know, you talk about oh, yeah. heat. I mean, that's where your sweatbands come in. Nice, keeps that sweat out of the eyes. But I, I just, I get why it's so hot because they need those lights, to, you know, TV and all that stuff. But it's like, Jiminy, Christmas is that. It's, uh, re- oh, you start gosh, sweating 100%. when you're even on the bench. Um, you know, yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, but it, good oh, yeah. ice and a bad rink goes a long way. Uh, you know, like th- this week, uh, at my beer league game, we had a great Zamboni driver. I mean, he, he laid down a nice sheet of ice in that it wasn't wet or anything. You know, you didn't have any puddles or anything, but he didn't use enough oh, wash no. water. So he had all these grooves. It's like just a little more water, and it would have been a great sheet of ice. But because of that, it was kind of a crap sheet of ice, even though he did a great job on, you know, the, the ice making water. So being a Zamboni driver, there's two waters you put down. You've got the wash water, which is inside the conditioner, and that that's supposed to fill in all the grooves with the snow it picks up. Well, it wasn't using enough of that. And then you have the hot water that we all see and comes off the back, and that leaves right. a nice smooth layer at the top. And he was doing a great job with, with the oh, hot water in the back, yeah. but not the wash water. And it's like, come on, bud. Um yeah, and it's surprising because I skate at the Super Rink where they got eight sheets. That's where Team USA's women's team uh, uh, has their home out of. So it's usually pretty good ice there. But that's uh, so. And you, wait, I, I, you said eight um, sheets, right? Eight. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yes, eight sheets. It's it's the there's usually a debate. It's the largest rink in the world. Um, there's another rink that tries to claim it because they got like some small rinks. Um, but square footage ice wise, the super rink still has more ice. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's eight sheets of ice. They got four in the front, four in the back, and there's like a little bridge that connects them. 
uh, Team USA skates there, Bethel University, which is a D3 team, skates there. A couple high schools skate out of there. But for me, it's nice because they got a great men's league uh, run through uh, the Minnesota Wild out there. And there's like 12 different divisions. Each division has, I think, at least six teams in it. I think my, my oh, division wow. has 12 this year. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's nice. I mean, we've had 9 o'clock ice time every Sunday night. So we, because they have so much Early ice, especially like for skating it. at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, I, I was talking to one of my buddies back in Chicago. He's like, God, I'm so jealous of the early ice times you get. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, sometimes in our winter season after the high school season ends, because here, the, the Minnesota high school hockey tournament that ends okay, mid, okay. mid-March, I think it is usually. And once, once the winter season's over for them, some of our games are at like five, six o'clock yeah. at night, which is, Amazing. It's almost hard to get some of the guys out to those because they're like exactly too early. Exactly. I forgot about it. <laughs> but there is a brewery right across the street. So usually after those early games, we go okay, to the brewery and have I'm a few years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a good good place to skate. And then, you know, for those nine o'clock games, sometimes the guys will go to the brewery before the game because they got really good burgers too. They'll go to the brewery, get a beer and a burger, then they'll come to the game and then we'll have another beer in the locker room after, but um, yeah. So what is your favorite favorite stick? stick It would be the, Hmm. Oh man. I'm trying to think. Is it the Bauer? It's definitely a Bauer. Like I love Bauer. Um, So I would get them normally from my one buddy. He works at uh, Migray and he would get all like the pro stock stuff. And one of the sticks, it was Mm a, um, a Rob Zepp stick. I don't remember what Bauer it was, but it was, I, I loved it. Maybe it was a Bauer S if that was even a thing back then. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it, I don't remember. I don't remember the, the terminology of it, but it was a Bauer and it was um, Rob Zepp. He played with the flyers like very briefly. And yeah, I, I love those sticks for whatever reason. It just, it just, the curve, just yeah. everything. It was Amazing. I mean, obviously, all, only I've really only used composite sticks, so that's uh, what it was, and I love it. Yeah, Rob's up. There's a name out of the archives yeah. too. That's one I haven't heard. In a Hope long he's doing time. well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It, yeah. Hopefully, you still got a few of those sticks laying around too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and those pro returns are great. I, I love places like pro stock hockey and whatnot that make it easier for us to get some of those sticks that, you know, you're just not going to find when exactly. you do go to the local pure hockey. It's yeah. That's how I got my last two sticks. I, I got a Vaughn foam core, which I absolutely love. And then I saw they had a uh, Colin Delia. Oh, nice. Trigger, trigger. And I've been wanting to try one of those, but I'm too, too chicken to cut it out myself. So I, I picked that one up and I absolutely love it. And now if I find a stick that doesn't have it, Hey, I got this one that does, I can set it, set it on top of the new one, get the router out. <laughs> you perfect. Go. So I, I, I'm comfortable now. Um, yeah. So what is your favorite, oh, youth, favorite hockey youth hockey memory? I was, I think I was eight years old and they asked me to be in the all-star game and 
we I, I was in the all-star game uh, we, we got our ass kicked mind you but i was i was in it it was just a really cool memory i remember uh, all my friends they they came and it was just uh, such an amazing moment i mean i I wish I could go back to it. Right. Like I, I, I always think of it. I'm like, Oh man, I, not a care yeah. in the world, just playing hockey. I'm a tiny little goalie, eight years old skating. It just, it makes me miss it. Right. <laughs> yep. No, I got it. I, it's fun hearing stories like that. Cause I forgot my second year skating. I, I was a, uh, peewee. And I was playing house league at that point, but our house league, it was like three different associations had like three or four teams. And we, we just played those teams and they had an all-star game where each association put together an all-star team. I I almost forgot that I had played on that, but like, like you, like we, we got destroyed, but it was fun. And then, uh, in Illinois, the AHI, the governing body for hockey in Illinois, they had a all-star skills challenge for all of the associations whose players were chosen as all-stars. So we got to go up to one of the rinks on the north side. Couldn't use a locker room because there were hundreds of kids there, you know, cycling in and out. And it was like this cool little all-star skills challenge. And you got a plaque. And it's like, I forgot about that. But I, I still remember going up there with my teammate, Robbie Borman, and, you know, doing all this stuff and just thinking you're, you know, the coolest best exactly. player on your team. Exactly. I, I, this, I, just, you know? I miss it, man. <laughs> <I> miss it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the old saying, exactly. youth is uh, wasted on the young. Um, so what, this is going to be a fun one, especially because of the GGSU group. What is the best chirp you've heard on the ice, off the ice, directed oh at you? Oh, my God. Uh, 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 yikes. <laughs> I don't know if I can say any of these. Um, uh, I've heard – so I, I think I'm probably one of the most chirped people in that group. Um, just – I don't know why. I guess this is maybe I, I, I give it out and, and I take it really well. I mean, just you could really say anything to me. Don't really care. I'm dead on the inside, so it's cool. Um, so it doesn't, doesn't really matter yeah. to me. Um, that's tr- I don't know. I mean, really any, any chirp between <laughs> Stephen Schaefer and myself, we will say things to each other that are, I, I don't even want to repeat just very bad and <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's not good, but it's only in love and, and good fun. Right. Like it's never to like, you know, cyber yeah. bully or, 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 you know, be, be mean. It's always just all for fun. And you know, only do it to people that right. you know could handle yeah. it. So that is how my sister and I are, um, to the point where you know something's wrong exactly. when we're actually saying nice things to each other. That means like, and we've been nice to oh, each other sorry. this year because my mom passed away. So it was like we we kind of feel like I don't know. This is one right. of those times where it's weird to be mean to each other stages but for so long my wife's like why can't you guys be nice to each other why don't you like your sister i'm like i do she's like but you just called her some horrible evil vile names so i was like yeah and exactly. she called me some back and we're, we're cool she's like she's like i don't get it there's something wrong with you guys it's like i'm not saying there isn't exactly, exactly. Like sometimes you know my, my fiance she'll <laughs> you know, hear me. Cause you know, Schaefer, you know, he'll call me or I'll call him or whatever. And she hears me talking. She's like, why would you say that? I'm like, Oh, we're just kidding. She's like, is that what men do? I'm like, yeah, this is just like, you know, we, we like each other, you know, <laughs> we're, we're 
<laughs> this is just kind of chirping, you know, back and forth. She's like, oh my gosh. She's just, you guys are crazy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the meaner we are, the, the nicer, you know, it means exactly. they're, they're exactly. the, that much more important <laughs> to us. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I've said it many times, if you walk into a hockey locker room and the team exactly, exactly. You, and, and, like, you know, inside the locker room, obviously, you know, nowadays, 2022, it, it's, gets a bad, you know, rep of y'all, oh, you can't say this, can't say that, but it, it's all usually in, in very good fun. And, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're taking it, but also giving it back. At least that's the way it should be. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. My, my team that I skate on, it's mostly firemen too. So it's, you know, a little bit worse in that regard. Um, so whenever we get a new guy on the team, they come in the locker room and we're all like, we got to be quiet for a minute and figure out if we can say these things around this per- exactly. excuse me, person or not. And we'll kind of look around and find out, you know, who invited this guy on the team. Be like, so do they fit in with the exactly. team? Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. exactly. Like, okay, cool. Cool. You know, and then they start, start uh, dishing it out because God, yeah, we had one guy come in the locker room and we're like, Ooh, cause the way his face after a few things were said and we're like, do we need to right. ourselves? What's going on? Uh, is, is this going to work out? And then he's like, no, I just, I, I wasn't prepared for this because he's like, I thought it was going to be exactly. bad, but I didn't think it was going to oh, be this man. bad. I'm so glad, you know, just, <laughs> the, the stuff that, you know, we say to each other, I'm so, I'm, I'm very glad it's like not out in, in public or, you know, the, the crazy stuff that it's just, it's all in good yes. fun. And, and, you know, it's, it's goalies just being goalies. Half the time, I think the uh, signs and, you know, arenas saying, you know, uh, no cell phone photography or videos in the locker room, this and that, you know, they claim it's because they don't want, you know, accidental videos of, you know, guys or, you know, players changing or anything like that. I I think it's really because they don't want the cancel culture. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, that would be bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They can say it's because of the possibility of capturing somebody exactly. changing. And to be completely honest, that. a lot of the, for <laughs> GGSU, I don't even really chirp too much on it just for the cancel culture aspect. Like I, I have a business, right. And I don't want to be associated with anything like that. And yep. even just trolling and, you know, attacking Schaefer, for example, my friend, if someone looks at it and, and screenshots it and takes it out of context, yeah. I'm like, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. So Right. It's it, yeah. Social media exactly. can be the best thing and the worst thing at the same time. Um, so the next question, what's oh the my worst? Gosh. Um, I would say it was, <laughs> what was, I think it was a Molson, but it was like a skunk Molson. It was like, it was, I don't think I've ever oh. thrown up as much as that. Um, so it was after a really long, hard game and, you know, I was parched. I, I, I was really thirsty and so it was in this guy's bag. He's like, Oh, you, you want my beer? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I, I drank it. And you know, like when you drink it, like really fast, you're not paying attention to the actual like flavor. Uh, and around yep. 75% done. I'm like, wait, this doesn't taste right. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, wh- wh- where was this? He's like, Oh, it was in my bag. And mind you, it was the middle of summer. He's like, Oh, and I'm like, where do you keep your bag? He's like, Oh, it's just in my car. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? So it would, I, Oh my gosh, yeah. I threw up 
it, it was it was bad. I got so sick from that. It was disgusting. <laughs> this week, one of our guys brought a uh, Goose Island sampler pack. Not he thought he picked up the regular three one, but not realizing he grabbed a sampler pack. Well, there was some beer that had oh, like berries or something in there. I don't know. As I say, some, some kind of beer that required an umbrella. <laughs> exactly. And my beer shouldn't require an umbrella. Well, one of my one of my teammates, um, he didn't even play because he's getting uh, over an injury. But his nephew was playing, you know, at the rink next door. So he's like, "I'll just stick around for our game too and drink the beer." Um, so he grabs one, just takes a big drink, and he goes, "Right, what the hell is this stuff?" Looks at it, he's like, anybody want a beer with berries in it? And we're like, no. So he just takes it right over to the drain, <laughs> you know, puts it right down there. He's like, nope. You know, and the guy that brought the beer, he's like, I'm sorry. I told you to, to pay attention <laughs> to when you're pulling out I of there. It. And actually, so to, speaking of <laughs> yeah. beer, I, I've been recently having, um, and it's an, I think it's in Minnesota. I forget where the company is, but uh, regardless, it's called Mead. And it's honey-based um, what was like fermented honey, basically. So it's just, it's just water and honey. And surprisingly, yeah. I, I never thought I would like it. Like I like beer. Um, I, I drink wine, beer, whatever, like really everything. And I, I bought the mead and yeah. I'm like, wow, this is really good. And it's really refreshing, really refreshing, especially after hockey. We, we actually have a meadery, not too, that's right. what meadery. Yep of mead breweries called is meadery uh not too far away from us i haven't had any um but yeah and just get like the plain one if you eventually get to it like because they they add like berries and stuff like that i'm not really into but if it's just like water and fermented honey it's it's actually surprisingly i never thought i would like it it's really good really refreshing after hockey it's it's just like a good kind of like chill out type beer so not really beer but mead yeah no i've i've yeah, it is something different because uh, I, for a while, I was brewing my own beer, and then one of my professors in college actually made his own mead. Right. This was after I was in school, and so one of my buddies is like, "I need to get you two together, oh, yeah. and we need to have a party." <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I know what mead is, and it seems to be growing here in Minnesota. I mean, the, this uh, hard cider thing kind of was a crazer for a while, but that seems to be dying down. Uh, almost to where you don't hear about it at all anymore. Now you got those. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hard seltzers and, and mead. Hard seltzers and mead are kind of the, yeah, there. You go. <laughs> the, the it thing now. Um, where me, I'm just. I, I like crap beer, so you know, bring me some of those goofy ones. But after a game, just bring me cheap domestic light beer. Um, I'd be happy with the okay. Yingling because I really like that. I think because because we can't get it in Minnesota, so you know I think it's the the forbidden very local fruit. to I me. Very local really to me. Like it. Amazing beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whenever I go visit my dad in North Carolina, I, the uh, we go up to the Legion, and they have about four options for beer there. And Yingling is the, the as craft beer as it there comes there, so that, that's what I go with. <laughs> um, so. When, when you tape your stick, do you go I heel go, to toe or toe to heel? Let's think. I go toe to heel. Toe to heel. All right. You are in the minority, so I got to ask, why um, do you go toe to heel? I think it's just out of habit, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, why does anyone do anything, right? Like I, like, I put my pad on 
and my, my skate left to right. And then I do it toe to heel. Yeah. I don't know why I do it actually Same. that way. It's kind of weird. I guess I'm a weirdo. <laughs> well, knowing you do that, do you, have you ever taped up beyond the heel? No, 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 no. Okay, because I know when I talk to a lot of older goalies, us goalies that you know started back in the days of wooden sticks, you almost had to tape that heel to keep it from getting too waterlogged. And I'm, I'm guessing as we get more and more younger goalies who've never had to even think about that because all they've ever used is – composite sticks we're going to see yeah. more and more of them that go toe to heel that's fair that's that, fair that's well, why i do it i have no idea i, I don't just know always have it yeah well at this point in my you know taping days that's where i'm at now too but i still do that above the heel and for me the biggest reason i start at the heel and not the toe is if i'm gonna mess up right. i'm gonna okay, mess up fair. at that heel okay so i rather have to redo that's a little bit versus the whole blade. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So what is your favorite? Number I would to wear say my favorite number to wear is 88 only because my favorite hockey player of all time was Eric Lindros growing up, you know, the flyers are already down and out don't hurt me more um, <laughs> but uh yeah so 88 is, it was always my favorite number growing up because eric lindros i i, I loved eric lindros and and you know being a, a yep. lifelong flyers fan of uh disappointment i should say um it was uh just always eric lindros so 88 yeah well, those they really were. The they really were. I mean, so that's what also helped too. build up my my love for hockey. Right? You know, you turn the TV on and you'd see your yeah. favorite player wearing your jersey. You know, eighty eight, and you're like, wow, I I I see that connection. So it was uh, it was amazing, and yeah. But I just miss those uh, somewhat decent flyer teams. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> Yeah, and they were so, so good that it seemed like every time you turned on ESPN and yep. Gary Thorne, it was a flyer game. So it's like when I think of 90s hockey, like those three things together, just scream 90s hockey and so many nights watching hockey with oh, my yeah. dad. And now, those, and now when you think of the flyers, you just think of together. losses and sadness. <laughs> Although... I, I agree with you. I 100 percent agree with you. I think it's a like, very good choice. I know a lot of people were against it and and say, "Oh no, it's just stupid." But if you want to turn yeah. a really bad team around, I think he's yeah, he can do it. Mm-hmm. It's your only chance. I mean, they had he a really good start, but now they're really petering out. But but that's expected. I I, I think, and I said it in the get go that they're going to probably be the worst, if not, um, you know, maybe you know, one or two from the bottom, you know, but they're going to be one of the worst teams in the entire NHL. They're terrible. They have no one on their team. So. Yeah. yeah they're going to be fighting with Anaheim, Chicago and exactly. Uh, exactly. Arizona for the bottom, you know, which I, I'm a hot fan. I, I grew up in Chicago. I, you know, the Blackhawks are my team and my uh, ex sister-in-law, her sister's husband was from Philly. So when the Hawks were in the finals against Boston, my wife asks him, she goes, so who are you cheering for in this uh, Stanley cup final? And he 100% serious goes, I hope both <laughs> of your planes collide in the air. And yep. it's like, yep, 
you. That's right. That's right. We're not all bad. I swear. Like There's some good people. <laughs> There's some good. <laughs> no. Yeah. But it, it was funny. Like my wife's like, Oh, that's funny. He's like, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. I, I hope this happens. That's, it was like, yep. That's definitely Philly in a nutshell. kind of person you are. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it sends his kids exactly. to Catholic exactly. school and goes to church every Sunday. <laughs> um, so the, the last question, what I would say you just have never give boys? up. I know it sounds stupid and cliche and just kind of going off of like my life and kind of my story. Uh, you know, I was told you can't do it, whatever. And I kept doing it. And, you know, I had, I was with an FHL team. They folded. I came home. I was like, what, what do I do now? You know, just, just really never give up because yeah. you just never know. And, never try and turn anything down. If you get a request and say, Hey, can you come out for such and such? You know, let's say you have friends over, you want to, you know, play Xbox or whatever. I would say Mm -hmm. you, that stuff can come secondary. You should go, go out, make the choice to, to really show them that you really care. And whether it's a men's league or, you know, a junior hockey, you know, sub or really whatever, I think, going and doing is better than not doing it because in 50 years time, right. Let's say I'm 80 years old. I, I'm so glad that I don't have any regrets as far as, you know, hockey where, Oh man, I, I wish I should have done this or yeah. I should have done this. Or, you know, I, I could say to, you know, my, my children one day or grandchildren or whatever and say, you know, I'm not a professional, but I was able to be an e-bug in a professional league. Uh, you know, so it was, yep. you just, just never really give up. And, and yeah. like I said, it's cliche, but you just never know. Cause life is, is very weird. And, and I got very lucky and I'm very blessed and doing a lot of the ECHL and a lot of like, you know, e-bugging and whatnot. It, it helped further my career, not only, you know, hockey wise, but now business wise, I know a lot of people and it really helped. Yep. Well, and I'm going to amend your response there to never that, give up. You know what? I love it. Vogel Maybe sweat. new logo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's you, right. You My dad was a marketer, marketing, so, you know, right? it's it's a little bit <laughs> within me, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, Eric, uh, where can folks find you on social media and where can they find you? Oh, I think I lost you. Oh, there you are. You're there. Oh, Did okay. You? There we go. Oh, I said, where can folks find you on okay, social media? Okay, there we go. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, where where can folks find you on social media, and where can they? So um, you could find me. You can just look me up on Facebook, Eric Vogel, and just add me or shoot me a message. Or if the easier way, if you want to just go to VogelHockey.com, you could just go on there. There's a bunch of different options, a lot of different colors, thin, thick, super thick sweatbands. You could just really anything. And we have, you know, uh, bamboo socks now and yeah, it's been, uh, been a pretty awesome time. And I'll make sure to put the links in the uh, show notes too, because goalies are lazy. Exactly. We don't want to go searching. <laughs> so I'll, I'll make it easy. Uh, but th- thanks for chatting. It's been fun. I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to do it. And, um, I'll, I'll have to put the link in the GGSU. Oh, perfect. When, oh, I'm sure they're going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm oh, sure yeah. I'll see a spike oh, yeah. in uh, <laughs> downloads. I love it. 
Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. You have have a good evening and uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch. Eric was a fun guy to talk to. I've seen his posts on the GGSU Facebook group for some time now, and it was great to get to know him and have him on the podcast. Visit VogelHockey.com to get a bamboo sweatband of your own. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simply by searching for Wash Up Goalie, and I'll pop up. Visit WashUpGoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my beer league hockey video highlights, and of course, all podcast episodes. If you want some Wash Up Goalie or Tendy Talk apparel this Christmas season, be sure to visit my Threadless shop by clicking the merchandise link on the website. If you like this podcast, go listen to the BLPA Big Show. It's the OG BLPA Podcast Network show where a couple of beer league players talk beer league hockey, draft experience shenanigans, and exploits from around the game. Be sure to check out the full lineup of hockey-related podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. There are too many shows to list here, but shows like the Press Zone podcast, the Orange and Backcheck podcast, and the Penguins Collective podcast can all be found. If you're looking for something good to read, get yourself a subscription to Vintage Tendy Magazine. The latest episode, or the latest issue, focusing on Darren Poopa, just hit my mailbox this week, and I'm loving it. Published quarterly, the magazine takes a deep dive into an 80s or 90s era goalie. In the first five issues, they covered Felix Potvin, Grant Fuhr, Tim Shevelday, Jocelyn Tebow, Ken Reggett, John Van Beesbrook, and episode 20 guest, mask painter and creator Don Strauss. I need to thank the band Zambonis for allowing me to use their music on my episodes. You can download their music on iTunes or listen wherever you stream music from. I'm always working on lining up other goalies to talk to. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should talk to, shoot me an email at washupgoalie39 at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. Let's not forget, if you're a brand that wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me. Be happy to talk. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's a quick action on your part that helps others find Tendy Talk. So, until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck.
Hey, have you checked out the pond today? It's funny you ask. I was just down there this morning. Yeah, any good news? Well, Dave, the pond? Yeah. It's froze right over. Thank you.